And the main thing that uh, resonated with us was that we were calling home, you know, on a regular basis. And the things that the poorest communities in Asia or when we were living in New Zealand or um, or anywhere else around the world were doing were the complete opposite to our, what our friends were doing. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe's interviewing Pip Lawrence of Day One Wellness. Joe interviewed Pip originally on the Engage for Success podcast and within a specialism in well being as well as a really interesting backstory, she knew Pip would make a great guest here too. Pip Lawrence, aka the Rebel with a Cause. Pip is an award winning well being coach and co founder of Day One Wellness, a pioneering well being company tackling health health inequality in the UK. Having been obsessed with human potential from a young age, Pip has dedicated her life to discovering why even the most successful people still struggle when it comes to their own health and well-being. At 17, Pip was awarded a soccer scholarship to play professional football in the States. By 22, she had built and sold her first fitness business to travel the world. After 18 months abroad, visiting 11 different countries and living in three different continents, Pip returned to the UK to work on a public health childhood obesity programme. In 2014, Pip combined her life experiences to design the Recalibrate Wellbeing Programme, which has now transformed over 200 individuals' lives by simplifying the, the conflicting worlds of nutrition, movement, sleep, stress and personal motivation so that individuals can lead longer, healthier, happier lives regardless of their starting point. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Pip Lawrence of Day One Wellness and uh, Pip's one of the guests who has uh, made the jump over from uh, us originally meeting on the Engage for Success podcast. So uh, welcome Pip, Pip, thanks for joining me on my podcast. No, yeah, thanks thanks for having me again. So tell us a bit about who you are, what you do and where you do it. Yes, so um, like you said, yeah, my name is Pip. Um, I run a wellbeing company and uh, together with my team, we're building a national movement really to transform the wellbeing of over 100,000 UK residents by leading them from overwhelmed and overweight to overflowing with body confidence and vibrant mental health. And we do that um, at the moment here in Kent, but we have big plans to, to go nationally as well. Wow, that's... Um... It's it's not always when people when I ask people that question that I get such a uh, succinct and yet expansive answer. <laughs> oh, I've been doing some business coaching recently, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just crossed my mind. But I mean, just the concept of um, of you know spreading that that support and help and advice and 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 as you say the the whole sort of movement so so far out there is just sounds really exciting. 
Yeah, well, to be honest, I mean, the business started on sheer passion alone and I had no business plan whatsoever. And I was just like, um, okay, how can I how can I reach more people, help more people kind of solve the, the problems that, that I was seeing both um, in the private kind of healthcare sector when I used to just work in gyms and, and things along that line. And then also in the public healthcare sector when I used to work on like childhood obesity contracts. And it was just really trying to merge together those two things and then go, actually, there's a much better way that, that we could be as a society just um, setting up our environments for success much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where kind of one thing just snow- snowballed to the next where we started working with individuals and then it snowballed into to workplace um, health, which is obviously where we connected over employee well-being and mm-hmm. and now kind of in 2019 we've we've got plans to go into some schools as well so um it's just really touching all those areas in the community because if everyone's saying the same message then you know it it makes health fitness vitality all of those things much more accessible Mm-hmm. so you've touched on it a bit um the concept of, of why you do what you do you've also had a, a really sort of interesting and diverse uh earlier life so tell us a bit more about that you know what led up to why you do what you do now and and, and why why it's so important to you yeah so um so I guess my mild obsession with with (laughs) human body and human potential and things like that all all stemmed after I um, was given a soccer scholarship to go and play football in the states and so I was playing at uh, a university in Missouri and it was quite a a high level of, of football that we were playing and um, my body basically started breaking from the inside. So for after about three months of playing, uh, I developed a stress fracture, um, went to get to MRI and was told that my uh, tibia, was, which was the, the bottom of my leg, had kind of broken three quarters of the way through. Um, now I hadn't had any impact or anything like that. It had just literally been from overtraining, not resting, not putting the right nutrition in my body, um, all of these things that then had had basically caused my body to to break down internally. And, you know, although my scenario, you know, is different as every individual scenario is different, really the core elements are all the same, that if you if you push your body to to a limit where it's not you know where you're not supporting it with the right things in terms of your nutrition and the way that you're moving and the way that you're resting um then inevitably at some point you're you're going to burn out break down get an injury get an illness get a disease um and basically I, I wanted to to help prevent all of those things from from happening to other people mm-hmm. it's interesting um I was listening to a podcast myself yesterday, and it was uh, it was the Bulletproof uh, podcast, and he was interviewing an English guy who was a uh, one of our runners from the Olympics. I, I can't remember his name, but he's recently become a bronze medal medalist because of some Russian team being banned eight years after the event or something. So there must some people listening will know exactly who I'm talking about um, and he works for a, a company that's all around sort of genetic testing and the impact on health and everything else but the reason I mention it is he uh, is doing that now because of when he was an athlete he wasn't given the right advice he didn't uh, understand fully what he needed to do for himself 
to be as well as he could be for what he was doing and he's sort of learned that over the years and now he's gone back to helping other people to know the stuff that he didn't know at the time and it just reminded me of what you're saying that uh, you know you're you're in a position now as a result of of something that that you know was an issue for you sort of I mean do you think that's quite common amongst um sort of the, the sports industry that because I mean certainly is in public health isn't it there's so many conflicting uh, views and, and and advice and and uh, you know modern research that's coming out that that sort of uh, traditionalists aren't yet believing and all that sort of stuff is that the case in the in the sports world do you think yeah absolutely and it, I think it really does go across the board whether it's you know um, health fitness or, or overall well-being and I think one of the things that like the general population often kind of criticize our industry around is, oh, we are always changing your mind. You know, one minute it's that and then the next minute it's this thing. And, and really, it's a lot of the time it, it's not a case of changing our mind. It's a case of, you know, the latest research comes out. So in the same way that technology is forever evolving, you know, you, we wouldn't all still be on the same sort of operating system that we were 10 years ago. Um, mm. Our health is evolving at the same time, you know, because we're constantly changing to our environment and and um, and, you know, well, technology even is, is, you know, a big burden on our health that we didn't have kind of 10, 20 years ago. So it's more a case of, of evolving. But coming back to your point, I absolutely uh, do think that um, in the sports industry and in the fitness industry in general, there there is a lot of poor advice out there and there's a lot of um very almost like dictatorship advice that's that's you know very much like just this is the way or the, or no way and it's that kind of advice that that then doesn't help the industry at all because then you get people that are very dogmatic in one approach whether it's okay well you know running is the only solution or cycling is the only solution and and that then you know really closes it down for, for other people who might just be trying to get into something so it's it's more like our approach is more about okay how can we empower that individual to find their ideal and um and I mean in the health and fitness industry you can be fit but but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can be well and and I think that goes to show you know with my injury and and the bronze medal issue we're talking about and and a lot of other endurance athletes and sports performers who although they might be fit they might be able to run 10ks or marathons or you know, do these elite kind of performance, it doesn't necessarily mean at the end of the, the day that they're adding years onto their life or or that they're, you know, not they're offsetting disease or anything like that because th there's a big difference between fitness and, and well-being. Mm -hmm. So what do you personally do to learn and sort of keep up with, with what's happening uh, in, in the areas that you're, you're interested in? Yeah, I mean, podcasts are, are a really great source of information I think definitely kind of finding ones that, that resonate with you and making sure that they come from credible sources I'm, I'm forever listening to podcasts um, I really like Dr Chatterjee's um, one he, he comes out with some some excellent advice um, and also um, there's one in the states called the the Sean Stevenson's the model health show um, again really really up-to-date research on that so so anytime that I find that I'm just you know, I've got dead time, so time I'm commuting or driving or, or heading up to London or something like that, then then I'll chuck a podcast on and, and learn through that way. And then um, every quarter uh, with the team at Day One Wellness, we, we always do a training day. So we, we put in, okay, well, what is it that we all want to learn more about? 
whether it's the fitness side, nutrition side or or the lifestyle and behavioural change side. And then and then we'll get an expert in to come and talk to us about that as well. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. So you mentioned briefly in your introduction that you're uh, planning on going into schools in 2019. So for listeners, we're recording this towards the end of 2018, but you'll be listening to this at uh, the beginning of 2019. Um, so tell us a, a bit more about that. I mean, that's obviously a sort of an expansion, a, a, a sort of new direction for, for what you're doing. What what else have you got planned for 2019? Yeah, so I mean, the our signature program is is called recalibrate Wellbeing, and it's a it's a 12-step program um, that supports people through outdoor exercise nutrition and lifestyle talks and then behavioral change coaching and the beauty of it is and i guess the reason why we've been able to mold into so many different sectors um is at the end of the day when it comes to health um, all of us are human so if we can put these 12-step foundational pieces in place um, yes, obviously we tweak it slightly for when we work in the community to when we work with individuals to when we work with organisations and we'll do the same thing when we work with children and schools and families. Um, but the 12 steps are all the same. They're, they're all based around very simple principles, getting people to drink more water, eat more real foods, um, get make sure that their mindset's in the right place to, to take on kind of optimal well-being as their journey um, and then making sure that they're sleeping properly, you know, managing their stress levels and, and enhancing their resilience and, and then obviously moving. So um, the, I think the beauty of the program is the fact that we can um, mould it and transform it to, to help. As long as you're a human with a heartbeat, then, then generally we'll be able to um, help people. Yeah, what about those humans without heartbeats? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we haven't gone that pioneering yet. <laughs> it's funny. I was reading a um, newspaper article. I think it was yesterday about some guy who was walking his dog and came across um, what he thought was a body, but he was hoping it was an art exhibit. You know, like they have these like statues in you know on the beach or something that are supposed yeah. to be art or whatever um and that's what he was telling the at the ambulance um when he phoned up that he, that's what he was hoping it was and he wasn't sort of getting very close to it and uh it, so this is a complete tangent but um the person on the phone was brilliant because she actually persuaded him to go and like touch the person and realize that it was actually a real person and he gave cpr for 20 minutes before the ambulance arrived and this guy recovered Oh, amazing. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, as you say, the, you know, he didn't have a heartbeat and wasn't breathing and all that sort of stuff at the time, but he literally, you know, in effect, brought him back to life. So, um, wow. It was great story but uh but yeah it, it, i did sort of when it's you know he said uh, it literally said to the woman I, you know, i'm hoping it's one of those art exhibitions <laughs> thought, you know you would wouldn't you really but so uh, there we go so what about um how you get stuff done talk, talk us through some of your sort of um the activity that that you personally do and how you make sure you get done what you need to get done yeah so um I pretty much since I started day one wellness have always had that battle with okay well how much time do I do I dedicate to my personal well-being and, and my personal life and how much time do I dedicate to the business which I think kind of most business owners um, will relate to yeah uh, and so I'm very strict with myself now in that the morning definitely the very first hour of the day that's the time where I will always dedicate it to myself so whether that's um 
doing some meditation, whether it's doing some movement, whether it's always starting my day with hydrating with water, but just making sure that that first hour of the day is something that that I need to do for for myself or or my my personal to do list, I guess. Um, and that's where I, I set my intentions. So um, I, I'm not even sure where I learned this from, but uh, a long time ago I started writing down every day that I had my uh, my VIP. So my V would be my vision, and um, what it was that I was trying to kind of like pull myself towards. My I would be the intention. So what one thing, if I got it done today, would f- make me feel like I'd won the day. And then my P is my progress. So what progress did I make from yesterday? So then I can sense check that I am moving in the right direction. And uh, and, and that always just seems to kind of focus me for the day. And then I know, OK, right, these are the most important tasks I need to crack on with. And and yeah, once I've got them done, then then the day's mine. I love that. That I've never heard that before. I, say it again, because people, when they listen quite often, if they're driving or whatever, will uh, hear it and think, oh, that was great. And then, you know, the moments pass. So so the V is your vision. Yeah, yeah yep. so V is for vision. Um, so, yeah, obviously, for, you don't want to be driving in the wrong direction. So it's making sure that you're you're clear on the direction that you're going towards. The I then stands for your intention. Um, I love the book, The One Thing. Um, I think that really expands the power of, of you know, just just focusing on one thing, do that, knock that first domino over first and, and then move on to the next one. So the I yeah. is intention and then the P is progress. So what progress did you make from yesterday and from coaching like hundreds of people? I know that this is one of the ones that, that people will just forget about. Yeah. Um, and it's so important because if you don't recognise the progress that you're making, it can be very easy to beat yourself up and get down on yourself. But, you know, you take that step back and go, oh, actually, I did that and I did that. And, you know, those those then start to, to build momentum. Mm-hmm. As you say, so many people don't see how they've moved forward with things as well. You know, they sort of beat themselves up that, that they've not achieved anything or if they've had a day where they feel like nothing's moved forwards. But actually, if you do spend that time thinking specifically at what progress you've made it's amazing often how how much you have actually made without realizing yeah definitely mm. okay so it's it's uh, january that people will be listening to this um question for you um is do you set new year's resolutions <laughs> oh uh, controversial so um because <laughs> i don't <laughs> what do you <laughs> I uh did you say you do I don't know I, I, I do things but I don't call them new year's resolutions <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are hung up on that term aren't they so um it, I, I would agree with you I, I I do the same like it is a it, it feels like a very natural time to kind of close off the end of the year and and plan for the next year um whether it's a new year's resolution or not or whether it's just just goal setting um I definitely do spend some time but you know, almost in a in a similar way to I've explained kind of my my morning VIP, I'll then just do that for the year. So I'll look at, okay, what do I really want to happen um, in the next year? Um, but generally, I'll do it in reverse order. So I'll do the P first. So what progress have I made? Like what have been my highlights from the last year? Um, and then and then I'll have a look at the vision and go, okay, well, what things do I want to happen both in my personal life and in my professional life? And I think that's that's an area where people forget as well that, you know, there are two sides um, and it's making sure that okay, that you, you know, pay equal attention to both. 
Um, and then, you know, and then the intention. So, so then breaking down that vision into a little bit more manageable goals to go, okay, well, where am I going to be kind of this time by um, the end of April or, or, you know, and setting those smaller chunks. Um, in the fitness industry, we always joke um, that actually the, the New Year's kind of push comes more in April when the sun starts coming out a bit more. <laughs> yes. We start thinking a bit more about their goals and, and we find that people are more likely to kind of stay engaged in it and, and, and really succeed. Um, so I, I would say if you're if you're trying to really set yourself up, then then just do small things that are going to build that momentum. So that then when April comes, you can you can really hit the ground running. Mm, mm, yeah, no, I like that. I read um, a good thing last year that I intended doing and then never did. So I'm I'm uh, hoping I'm hoping I'll have already done it by the time this podcast is out. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm talking to my future self it. now. <laughs> Um, it was a recommendation um, from Tim Ferriss, and um, it was to sit down with your diary from last year and go through it week by week and um, look at the things that you've done and the people you've spent time with and then sort of extrapolate that forwards so that you um do more of the things that work really well and less of the things that didn't work so well so he suggests having a notepad with positive and negative in two columns and then um for each week jot down people and activities that either gave you like really positive emotions or really negative emotions and then when you've gone through like look at the sort of top 20 percent you know thinking about the h20 rule um and and pick out the the top 20 things that actually made those those positive impacts most during the year and sort of plan on how you can get more of those in this year and obviously the opposite you know look at the worst 20 percent and how can you get rid of those and not engage in those situations again moving forwards and I thought that was a really simple way that was really anchored in real life and you know your experiences uh to to think about planning forwards yeah definitely I'm a big um I love the the saying of you're you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so on a yearly basis, as a part of my sort of New Year's resolution setting or goal setting, whatever you want to call it, I'll always kind of draw a circle, write me in the middle of it, and then draw a bigger circle around the outside and put who are the five people in my life that I do spend the most time with, and then almost sense check if actually you know that they're they're helping me or hindering me and not to say that obviously I'm going to cut anybody out of my life that I'm <laughs> in case they're listening but it does kind of make you think I actually you know do I need to spend as much time with that person are they kind of going in a bit of a different direction to me um, mm. and, and then like kind of drawing another circle and then going well who are the other people that are in my life and actually you know almost do I want to swap swap one out of the outer circle and put it into the middle circle uh, yeah. but I always find that that's quite a good one because then it makes you go why aren't I you know calling that person a bit more or spending a bit more time with that person yes yeah 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 similar sort of thing yeah I'd, uh, great um as, as you say with that albeit I, I do wonder sometimes if you you do that and, and then end up in a situation where you can't really you know I don't know if it's your husband or your 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 child or 
or whatever <laughs> how do you change that maybe if that's the case you won't, you won't want to do that exercise you know yeah. ignorance is bliss or whatever <laughs> <laughs> lovely so moving on to uh getting things done and, and using uh technology and tools and apps and that sort of thing what 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 tools and apps do you recommend you use that that um help you to to do what you want to do um so i would say whatsapp is invaluable uh for for both my family for my friends for my um for, and and for the team as well we, we're all in a whatsapp chat so uh, I, I think anything where communication is, is very easy and you know, we, we send voice notes to each other all the time. And so really kind of utilizing that to its full potential. Mm -hmm. um, it's easy to overlook the simplicity of it, but actually, you know, it, it does everything that, that you need to communicate in groups. Um, and then the other one that we use a lot in the business is Trello. So um, so whether it's working with freelancers, they'll have their own board or whether the coaches, they'll, they'll have boards. Um, so then again, we can just keep on top of project management. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I love the WhatsApp one. It's something that's um, cropped up uh, in our family even more recently. We had a, a big family weekend a few few uh, months ago, and uh, just you know, as you say, it, even for people who aren't particularly technical and don't really do texting or or emailing or or social media or whatever, WhatsApp has really given us a, a great way of keeping the family you know really in touch even you know randomly like today I know that most of the family who live in Cumbria have gone on a walk <laughs> not that I was ever going to be going on it living in Kent um, but you know you just you're so much more connected uh, in such a simple way yeah and, and you know it's a nicer way than um, you know like mass messages that you get like I don't know a, a Facebook group invite to something and you think mm -hmm. have I just been added on that because you know I popped up in their recommendations or, or would they have actually searched my number out and I think you know when you're in a WhatsApp group it's much it's a much more personal thing um, yeah. and yeah, so, so that's that's why I, I, I really like that because then I'll, I'll make sure that there are those groups um, that I need to you know really make sure that I'm communicating and, and staying in touch with those five most important people and and my team beyond that yes yeah yeah so before we move on to the the last few questions um i think now would be a good time to get your top tips around the keeping healthy thing because that's obviously what you do <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, what are your top tips <laughs> top tips so as a, on a broad level um my my top three tips came from when um i was traveling with my other half so we spent about 18 months out of the uk and the main thing that um, resonated with us was that we were calling home, you know, on a regular basis. And the things that the poorest communities in Asia or when we were living in New Zealand or um, or anywhere else around the world were doing were the complete opposite to our, what our friends were doing. And it was real, really this stark contrast between, OK, well, we've got people at home who should really, you know, on paper, they've got everything, but they're not happy. And then we've got people that we were meeting in these communities who were some of the happiest and healthiest people that we met. Um, but on paper, they had nothing. Um, and the three things that they were doing that our friends weren't doing was they were eating real food that was often grown, you know, within meters of their house rather than rather than hundreds of miles. Um, they were moving outdoors on a daily basis. And, and the outdoor element, I think, is really, really key. Um, 
and then they really felt a, a strong sense of belonging to their community so they were spending face-to-face time um talking with each other and consoling each other um and then when we got home it was literally the stark contrast you know people were eating things out of packets they were sitting down all day um in boxes offices cars houses um and then you know they although they were more connected like online they were spending less and less time face to face and when they were face to face it didn't seem like they could really be present with us they seemed to you know always be on their phones instead of really engaging with us so um so those are definitely my three top tips for real, real food and um, outdoor movement and then and then really getting that sense of community around you um yeah. but uh but as kind of tips for the modern world i would definitely say hydrate with water before you do anything in the morning and um, so before you have your coffee before you have um any food or anything like that make sure that you're getting some ideally hot water so off the boil that would be even better for you um and then my other top tip which a lot of people overlook is um stopping eating um by seven o'clock at the latest um, to allow your digestive system to have at least 12 to 14 hours to fast through to the morning. Um, yeah. That in itself, if you just start having earlier, lighter dinners, um, makes a big difference to your overall well-being because you'll sleep better, your digestion will be better, and then it will mean you'll have more energy to then go and do things like exercise and, and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Some great tips there. Thanks, Pip. So, so tell us, um, what about when things don't go right for you so when you have a bad day when it's not as positive as this whole interview has been so far (laughs) what do you do then (laughs) Uh, so i'm i feel extremely privileged that i I literally live with the probably the world's happiest person and and i'm very much like as much as negativity is contagious positivity is contagious and my other half is just the happiest person you'll ever meet um so, so i'll definitely go and spend time with him um, and then the other ones are just it's really listening to, to what my body needs. So, um, again, I can't remember where I heard this, but I really love this analogy on that. If I've had a day that's not gone well for me and my mind's been really, really active, then I'll then I'll basically go and let my body be active so that then it can catch up to it. Because I think if my mind's been racing, but I've been sitting down all day, then actually, if I can go and jump on my bike or go out for a run, then I know that my mind will shut off and my body can take over that energy. Um, oh, and vice yeah. versa, if I've been really exhausted because I've been, you know, maybe training people and on my feet all day, then I'll sit down and, you know, just lose myself in a good book or or do something so then my mind can be stimulated. And again, then it can just kind of catch up that way. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think I think it depends on the day, but um, but it will generally be surround myself with, with some someone that's happy or um or yeah go and do some form of physical or mental exercise mm, I love that swapping the two things I've not heard that before that was a really good really good one thank you so to finish off then on a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more and I describe that as getting to do more of the things that you want to do what have you done Oh, so my two biggest passions are um, are traveling and um, and empowering others. So uh, I guess the days when I know that I've really, really lived to my max it have been when, you know, I've been speaking in a, in a different place. So, so whether I've been speaking abroad or speaking somewhere else in the UK that, you know, I've got to go and explore somewhere new and uh, and then, yeah, kind of spread my message and, and empower other people to to do exactly like you said, to, to live more lovely thank you thanks so much for joining me Pip. i've 
had such a, a a good time doing this interview it's been it's been really really good thank you yeah no it's been an absolute pleasure nice talking to you joe lovely so tell people how they can find out more about you and connect with you yeah so um we're on social media channels um at day one wellness um although i i will preface that in that it's not me or the coaches um that we we outsource that so but you'll be able to find out a bit of information there um, and then um, on our website, which is www.dayonewellness.co.uk, um, all of our information on our, our Recalibrate Wellbeing program um, is on there. Brilliant. Thank you. Great. Thanks a lot. All this information is available in the show notes on the website. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 89, you'll find them there. And the tool that I shared on the newsletter last week was called Stocard. That's S-T-O-C-A-R-D. So this app was introduced to me by a friend when I was lamenting that I needed to get a new purse with about 25 credit card size slots for all my loyalty and membership cards, as well as my uh, debit and and credit cards. And uh, she uses it and uh, told me that it had reduced the volume of cards that she's got in her purse by about three quarters. So I thought I'd give it a go as well. And basically it's an app that you put onto your phone and then you can scan or type your loyalty card details and, and membership cards and that sort of thing into it so that you only have to show the entry on your phone rather than needing to carry the actual card around with you and I tried it last week Uh, I was in Hotel Chocolat and I have a loyalty card with them and uh, I made my purchase and I actually had a discount that had been emailed to me because of the loyalty card and I had that on an email so I showed the barcode for that and then I actually just got Stocard out got the Hotel Chocolat entry and held it up and the barcode was there and they just scanned that and uh, that was fine job done so it worked really well so I have kept my cards uh, handy in my car in case I do need them and there's a problem with perhaps I don't know my membership card for the camping club or something Uh, but in the main the uh, loyalty cards I won't need to carry around with me anymore because it's all on my phone so you might like to have a look at that so that's Stocard S-T-O-C-A-R-D This week, I'd like to ask a favour, if possible. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and you know somebody who is a home-based coach or a home-based consultant, then I'd really love you to share the podcast with them. I'm just working on something that they might be interested in. So it'd be really good to get some introductions to or get onto the radar of some more home-based coaches and consultants so if you do know any then just an introduction to one of them would be great so just send them a link to the podcast or to my website uh, powertolivemore.com that would be really really helpful so again the show notes for this show are powertolivemore.com forward slash 89 and we look forward to speaking to you next week use your power to live more 